0: The first reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 to 20. And it can be found in page 1176 in the Church Bibles. Follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity, or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you of empty words, For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Teacher, said John, we saw somebody driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he wasn't one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. This is the gospel of the Lord. Oh, don't
1: worry, prisoner 41 is here. By the way, will you be coming to the gathering this evening? Now, don't worry, a number of guards already come to the meeting, okay? So you don't have to worry. But aren't you the guard who gave me my lashes when I arrived in this prison? I think so, but let's not talk about that, shall we? Uh, the gathering will be in the courtyard in a recreational period just before the night curfew, okay? We hope to see you then, all right? Good. Oh, I'm just heading back to my cell because it's visiting time. And I would be grateful however If the very few latrines we have in the prison were cleaned Because the stench is becoming unbearable Even for a Roman prison Lord, our Lord How majestic is your name in all the earth You have set your glory in the heavens Through the praise of children and infants You have established a stronghold against your enemies To silence the foe of the avenger When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? I can see you now that's good <sighs> open eyes ears minds and hearts to those things you want to say to us and let me not appear simply as a noisy gong or a clashing symbol may all these things that take place in this place bring greater glory to your name father god amen sorry you you've caught me at a thoughtful moment again It's always good to receive visitors here in Mamatine Prison. And once more, thank you so much for the many, many gifts that you give me to sustain me in mind and body during my time here. It's a far cry from the apartment, well, the house arrest apartment I had near the marketplace. So maybe the emperor's mood is changing and changing for the worst. It's good, however, to see so many familiar faces here at visiting time and good to see some new ones too. Hmm. You've caught me once again in the midst of letter writing to the churches in the Eastern Mediterranean. Well, I'm afraid that letter remains unfinished. Uh, So I'm afraid you'll just have to put up with my thoughts and ramblings this morning. Well, I hope to actually complete this letter before it's my time to meet my maker. You know, I have this, this compelling feeling that I have to get so much down on paper in what little time I have left. It's kind of a compulsion. I know the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament used to say there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. However, I don't feel I have that much time left. Now, looking back, don't you think it remarkable that it's only about 30 years or so since Jesus walked this earth? And in his short ministry, that must have been about three years, brought about so much change through his teaching, his death, and resurrection and the sending out of his followers to the very ends of the earth. And here am I in Rome, practically in the centre of the world as we know it. I'm very fortunate to be part of a growing movement spreading across the Roman Empire, from Egypt to the south, Iberia to the west, and even north to the island of Britannia, a place where it rains persistently, so I'm told. Over my many travels and adventures with the likes of Barnabas, Silas and many others, I've tried to piece together a hopefully wonderful and many-coloured picture of what Jesus achieved, of God's plan, his worldwide plan for all of us, and how this should be worked out in the lives of ordinary people like you and me. As I try and write down streams of God-inspired consciousness, I'm hopeful of communicating a God-centred design for living God's grand design focused on the likes of you and me, a worldwide Christian family, and a message for the whole of humanity at large. If you've heard my words and think on this design and the other thoughts I've put together in this letter so far, you remember that I've covered many aspects from, let's say, a call to unity to celebrate our differences as people with different cultures and backgrounds, sharing at the same time the great inheritance from God with a common goal to further the kingdom in the way that we live our lives in our own community. I recall words of warning to avoid the easy call of the world down the wrong path that leads away from God. I intend to revisit it today, if you don't mind. I've also shared that you know God's temple is now not a building made by craftsmen's hands, but it lies within the heart's of his people God has a plan for each and every one of us and for us as a family in this place and beyond as usual you catch me struggling with what to say I'm coming back to this letter after writing a very urgent letter to a friend Philemon a wealthy man who lives not far from Ephesus who was dealing with an escaping slave and was trying to write about how he could be reconciled with that slave but that dear friends is a story for another day See, I've been wrestling with the themes of darkness and light. The darkness, how to avoid it, how to get away from it. The light and how to stand within it and allow it to spread. As well as new ideas on worship and giving God his worth that he justly deserves. And what troubles me considerably, dear friends, is the conflict of the darkness and the light that we face every day. While I'm here in prison, yes, life is hard and sometimes brutal. Even though I have to say things have improved since we last met. Some of the guards have come to faith. And that does make a difference. But in here, in this place, you face the darkness directly. The persecution is direct. You feel the pain of the lash. If anything, it strengthens you. (laughs) But don't worry. I'm glad that you're on that side of the bars, and not on this side. You see, outside the bars and walls of this prison, you face a more subtle attack. As culture and society entice you to follow a different path from that set out by God. It is sometimes the easier path, the path to riches, material possessions, putting yourself first. I think you know the routine. While riches and possessions of themselves are not the problem, the motivation to covet them is. You see, I've been discussing some of these things with with fellow inmates. As you know, it's written in the book of Exodus. You find the Ten Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai. You know, many people see this or see these as a cage. You must do this and you mustn't do that. To some people, these appear as heavy chains limiting freedom. Others complain that these are rules were for a different age and have a limited place in contemporary lifestyles. A place where moral absolutes are perhaps unwelcome. Well, I see it quite differently. You see, many of these commandments can be seen from an aspect of love. Take one example. You will not commit adultery. I chose this one as we're in Rome, and certain parts of Roman society are known for their parties and sexual excesses. Well, at least in the upper classes. I hear in certain parts of the empire, notably cities like Pompeii, mosaic walls and floors are dedicated to such excesses. I see this commandment very differently. I see from the perspective of, "You really don't want to commit adultery as people get hurt and it's not good for you." You know, while in Rome and with all its excesses, there's always gossip as well, in the marketplace and even here in the prison. If one senator happens to be having an affair with the wife of another, then someone will eventually find out and soon everyone will know as certain explicit details will no doubt appear in graffiti on the walls of public buildings, accompanied by suitable slogans. I leave that to your imagination. However, it is fair to say that people get hurt, especially the children caught in the crossfire. And then there are those most expensive legal issues to attend to in many cases. A moment's weakness leads to a mess for many. You see, it's so easy to be fooled into a course of action that is both bad for you and bad for others. So in passing, it's easy to get caught up in the gossip about who's doing what with whom. I tell you to have nothing to do with these conversations. I hate it when I find people talking behind other people's backs, don't you? It's easy to do. I know people talk behind my back. These kinds of actions and behaviours separate us from God and prevent us from living the life he plans for us. And even talking about it can lead us down a similar path away from God. As a Christian people, the light of Christ is what we should look to. We should behave in this dark and challenging world in a way that allows our light to shine. The contrast is very real. The lighthouse of Alexandria, for example, shines its light to guide ships away from the rocks and safely into harbour. As God's chosen people, we must do likewise and shine our light in the darkness. What comes out of this will be good, just and true. You know, our example in our homes, our places of work and recreation, our community, our nation, all make a difference and bring greater glory to God. Even if we think our contribution is small, together our light can be very bright, especially when God focused. The light reveals that which is hidden in the darkness, and we should make every effort to spread that light. To continue this theme, I'm afraid I'm going to have to try and resort to some poetry This I'm not very good at. I'm not King David of old or one of his court musicians who could write wonderful words in rhyme and song. Of course, the Psalms are written in both dark times and times of celebration. My challenge has been to find words that people remember. So I like the phrase, Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It's a simple phrase, but with lots of hidden meaning. And that's why I like it. Maybe in years to come, people will set it to music I think it important to keep phrases like this in the back of the mind that can help you focus when the world outside is trying to lead you down the wrong path let me share with you what's behind this simple phrase who is the sleeper rising from the dead this is a metaphor for many things but it starts with you and me In the simplest of ideas, it's when we all get up in the morning and face the challenges of another day. My exhortation to you is that in getting up, you get up as you mean to go on. namely with Christ at the center of your life, striving to make a positive difference where you are and in all that you do. To some, sleep is like death. Although I am told by those close to me that I snore very loudly, so clearly I do not sleep as one dead. The other sense of my meaning is more than the simple getting up. But the positive drive to be more active for God. A rethink, a revitalization, as if our faith might have been locked away, out of sight. It is time to reinvigorate our Christian lifestyle and get motivated. The reward, if you like, in these cases is the realigning of our imperatives with those of Jesus. And therefore being in the light, a light that is not static, it's moving, it's spreading, it moves with us. For some of us, maybe there are issues or barriers that prevent us from waking up. And maybe there are areas that we need to turn around. Maybe we need to pray with someone about it and begin that process of waking up. And for others... You know, the analogy of being dead is one where perhaps we've never woken up spiritually and maybe today is the day to do that. Sometimes we are fearful that our light is only small like the flame of a candle or a lamp that flickers in the breeze so easy to extinguish. That's thinking, that's thinking of doing things on our own strength you know, without God to, you know, to shine the light like a lighthouse empowering us, it's perhaps easier to fall into the darkness. However, God's light when shining on us enables us to step out boldly and make a difference wherever we are and in whatever circumstance. For me here in this cell, there are challenges that I face day by day, some quite grave. Of course, you may be aware that even getting to this point, has taken me through many a lashing and many a shipwreck. I'm sure God is not done with me yet, and neither is he done with you. Waking up with God is just the start. I want our lives to make a difference throughout every part of the day, every moment. Our life and service should bring greater glory to God in all aspects, in all the ways we conduct ourselves. We must, of course, in passing, seek God's wisdom and insight on our journey through the day. We must seek guidance at every opportunity through prayer. As we live in challenging times, you know, whether the world is carrying out yet another war, another skirmish, another part, or perhaps it's through to the day-to-day interactions that we have with other people and those conversations. Be mindful of the times that we live in. And how easy it is to follow a path into darkness. Well, I'm thinking that visiting time will soon be coming to an end. I can see the guard at the back ready to ring the division bell. It's time to get some fresh air out in the recreational yard. But just let me finish with a few thoughts. Giving God his worth is something we need to do day in and day out throughout all our waking moments I exhort you to do this being mindful when you rise in the morning you have the challenge of the day ahead to make a difference in all your actions to bring greater glory to God always be thankful for everything God has given you and the light he provides even in the most challenging of situations through prayer each day and through thoughts centered constantly on God I urge you to wake from death-like slumber and walk in the light of Christ. As all go from this place in the wider world as individuals, families and as a community, help one and all to seek to walk in the light. For those whose light has perhaps dimmed, may they seek through prayer the opportunity to reignite the fire in you. And likewise to those feeling far off, To see the light of the lighthouse, avoid the rocks, and come safely home to port. It's time to go. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger.